0: circumstances in our lives that challenge us. Get made with Greg Harris. It might just save your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Get Made Show with Gregory Harris. Thanks a lot, Doug. Thank you very much. Never in the days before did this happened. Now you got young kids little more sound for the you there. Never in the days before did this happened. Now you talking got about changing times right here. Happened. Never in the days before- okay. Yeah, hey, Hawaii. Greg Harris here. G. Blackwell Harris coming to you live with the Get Made Show. Broadcasting live on BBS Radio, the largest live internet radio streaming network on the planet. And I happen to be on Channel One. And my name is Greg Harris, as I said before, a.k.a. G. Blackwell. Welcome to the Get Made Show. We're broadcasting to you live from Hollywood, California. And I want to, as I do every week, welcome all that was able to join, that has the spare time to share the hour with us. Thank you. Thank you. More than you would know. And for all that's listening on the podcast after the show, after the live show, welcome. Uh, I like to start the show off, as I do every week, or just about every week anyway, with uh, the latest uh, news items that I've heard, you know, that is interesting to me. There's one in particular, um, well, one thing I thought about, first of all, just looking at the news, just... Seems like they're choosing for us what we should be concerned about. And uh, after I saw that, I immediately thought that's just another bubble. As I spoke about in the previous show, you know, and uh, it's a thing. I mean, I just keep a constant eye. Sometimes uh, the the eye keeps an eye on me <laughs> and, and wake me up to it. But yeah, that was just a thing that... Uh, It just seems like they keep us, uh, they choose for us what we should be concerned about more so than, you know, what's really going on and what's more definite and upfront in our lives, in our everyday lives. But getting on down the road, that guy Elon Musk, which uh, I'm a huge fan of, and uh, (laughs) it's crazy, he may be finding out just how the feds play ball simply uh, because he's caught up from what they're saying allegedly anyway from the news that we look at every day that I just spoke about earlier that he was caught up in inside possibly an inside trading type of conversation type of manipulation about his company you know it's a bad move just just, just a bad move and you know I knew a guy once who manipulated his company's stock you know, it was a pretty bad move for him. That thing usually carries a 36-month automatic term. But, you know, he does so much for the government and with the government, I don't see him doing any a day. Even if they, yeah, spank on the hands about the most he's going to get. And that's just another, he has another level, in my opinion, of course, of, uh, uh, you know, being connected with the government sending rockets and spaceships up to the moon and up into the uh, stratosphere and atmosphere and into space, I don't think just uh, any, any old American, everyday American, no matter how much money he ask, can just do that. So that's pretty big. I mean, that's some pretty big shoes that he's walking around in. And it sounds like to me that he's much needed by the government, so I don't see him being in any trouble. But normally a case like that that inside trading would carry a 36-month term on it. But yeah, but the big news as far as sentencing and crime and doing crime and, you know, things along that nature was Suge Knight, who got sentenced, from what I understand, what I've read, to 28 years. So he's going to be sentenced to 28 years. From what I read, it seemed like he was already sentenced. But... And what I've been hearing online is he's done, he's done, he's done because of his age, because of 28 years, I believe he's a fifty-six-year-old man. He stacked 28 on top of that. That's a tall number. But the way I heard it, and I haven't really heard it yet from you know the actual source that says what he has. Uh, but from what I've been reading online. And then I surmise that it depends on what type of 28-year sentence that he has before you can just go off and say that he's finished or he's washed up or he's done or he's going to die in jail. That's what you know, most people are saying about the man. So if a 28-year sentence has a good time structure, whereas... It's 95%. They want 95, 98% of the sentence. Yeah, he's done. He can, you know, just about to hang it up. Or it may be the type of deal that's structured where he's qualified to receive 50, 50 or 65% good time. That makes a huge difference. With some other stuff added on, good behavior, good this, good that, good this, good that. So, it just depends on his program in there if he has that type of sentence. And I'll tell you something about Suge Knight. No matter how you may feel about him, about his sentence, what he did or what he was alleged to I guess he's sentenced non-convicted, but what he's convicted of doing, killing Terry Carter, which... Was a friend of mine. I've known I've known Terry for over twenty years. Suge's still a negotiator. That's what he was good at. And just in my opinion, he's up against the wall. Whereas now's the time where he's he's negotiating for his you know for his life. So how think how good you think he's gonna be? I mean, that's the first thing that came to mind. I haven't spoke to the guy personally or anything like that, but. That would that was my thinking. I'm like, well, he's a hell of a negotiator. He'll play low and he'll play high. And a guy like that, who's you know, he's a line pusher. And a guy like that, he's gonna he's at the point of negotiating for his life. He's gonna push a line on that. I mean, that's what I see. Because 20. And aside from that, aside from the getting the the uh, the good good time structure, it's not a deal. You may as well just hand him life. So that's my thinking on it. But more will be revealed about it, I'm sure. But on to another story that I saw in the news where it's really very troubling to me. This guy in Philly killed his parents and shot his wife uh, stemming from a divorce. I mean, man. He couldn't handle it. He got divorced, could have handle it. So, you know, I just thought about it. I mean, he really didn't need to be in a relationship. It's going to carry on like that. Some guys, as well as women as well, shouldn't be in a relationship. Because that's just too much of a responsibility for you to try to maintain. Or should you lose it? You're going to go bonkers. You're going to go crazy on everybody. And it's like, that's just nuts. I mean, It's nuts it's just a waste. So over a feeling or lack of thereof that she may have or a feeling that he's still having and can't let go or can't register it that it's whatever it is done or we're just friends now or you're on that part of town or I'm leaving out of town or whatever it is. The acceptance. You'd rather accept death and take a few people with you than to just accept, okay, we can't make it, okay. Maybe we can talk on the phone in a while, <laughs> maybe a few months, maybe never. But it's still better than F forever because that's, I mean, to go out like that, it's just, on. He's not talking about it, we are. So, I mean, after I saw the news, it's like, he's out of here. But on another note, this guy I saw on YouTube, I was cruising through there the other night. I saw a guy online, and he gave a a rapper, Young Buck, that's going through some career-damaging stuff, a suggestion, a heavy suggestion, not to kill himself. I just thought that was so heavy and so profound because everybody, his other... uh, friends or associates or so-called friends or homies or whatever they are to him, were, I mean, going in on this old boy, just hitting him for whatever he was going through and just bashing him. I don't know if he deserved it or not, but the thing is, it was, you know, he's going through some career damaging stuff. But this guy in particular got on there and said, not to kill yourself because of the career damaging stuff that's going on in your life. That was, that was, that was heavy. And I re- the reason why I thought it was major, uh, you know, I'll tell you why. It's because I saw Carrie, which you don't see too much of. I mean, you see the clips in my news feed and my my uh, social feed and so forth. Because I follow quite a few motivational pages. It's good for me. I I love reading that stuff. I get good stuff. I have just screenshot. They probably got me down for screenshot over a thousand, you know, quotes or whatever. And I still, I just, I don't even look at them again. I just keep them. Then maybe six months later, I may delete them. But I don't know if anyone else does that out there. But that's what I do because I, you know, I'm into that. I'm into hearing some good stuff. And that's what I felt and got and received and everything else when I saw that on YouTube. YouTube is a got a lot of stuff on there. I mean, you can see, I'm just about to go, hey, a guy get his whole head cut off on YouTube, but that's what you want to see. It's on there. So but to see this, the caring, I mean it's a huge difference from hey, I care. But well, we care. You know, and, and speaking of caring, just to insert right quick, I want to shout out to uh, the Carolinas. You know, prayers for the Carolinas down there because, you know, the aftermath of the storm, the hurricane, everything else that they're going through, is, it look like it's getting worse. Or it's gotten worse or it's just bad. And we say that I' my way out here on the West Coast, summer's over now and it's fall and you really can't tell out here. See, so I'm I'm away, I'm away. But I do watch the TV and I do try to stay mindful. But that's back to caring versus care. I care and I do have caring. That's why I want to mention and and say prayers for the Carolinas. I have a friend or two down there, close friend. So, but to, to care, I care about the homeless. But that was caring to reach out like that amongst the bashers because, that I mean, to me, it was huge. I liked it. I'm a huge fan of his for doing it, but I'm sure there's many that are like, ah, weak ass. <laughs> you know, it's like that sometimes, and especially in the industry. So, you know, it's like doggy dog and it's a little rough. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that because that was a huge thing and it really touched me. Went right alongside you. Uh, just this morning, I picked up a minister It's ministering at the Agape Church, formerly of Culver City, California. They were over near, right off Buckingham, over in Culver City. Now they're in Beverly Hills up near, no, not that I'm in Beverly Hills or anything, <laughs> I don't want to put that, but not far from me down here. It's right at the Sabine Theater. And that, that was a huge blessing because she'll tell you, she put me in mind of my mother while she was in my car. And it just was a good feeling to take her there. And then what she told me, and then I was telling her about the show and said, oh, that's a good thing you're doing. Yes, ma'am. And yes, ma'am. And yes, ma'am. And that, it went like that. And it was a good feeling. It just gave me what I needed this morning. So, yeah, Dr. Michael Beckwith. Haven't been there in a long time. But another story that really made me think for a while and say, hmm, was the statement came across the screen that said, women voters are mixed about Trump. Women voters are mixed about Trump. I'm like, wow, mixed about Trump. That's something to be mixed about Trump. Not to fall on either side, but to be mixed about Trump. That's that's. that's uh, we're in a cold state. But I could say something else. You know, I could be wry and fly and not too shy. And say, boy, I'm telling you, <laughs> white girl something else. But I'm not going to say that. See, because... That would be the wrong thing to say and be politically correct. But you got to look at that because to be mixed about Trump, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of guys that's mixed about Trump too, but it doesn't matter to me which way you lean. It's like he's in, he's the president, whether you like it or not. If you're in this country, that's the president of this country. If he's president for another 30 months or 30 minutes, that's what it is. So, you know, I just don't want to put too much on that because that's a very, very damaging subject. I hear it all day. I'm not saying I run away from it or anything like that. I don't because I hear it all day. And it's a good thing because if it's just me, because it's all it's all about individualism in my opinion, If it's just me that's having the talk, like, you know, what people say, like on the news or in public or anywhere else, Starbucks, whatever, we need to have the talk. Well, I don't see a lot of people having a talk in Starbucks. Unless it's a circle of guys that I sit and talk with. Actually. But, or me sitting here now or in my car having to talk with an individual. They're open for it. I'm open for it. You know, Sometimes I'm not open for it, but at that time I'm open for it, they're open for it, and we're having the talk, and it goes well. One talk in particular I had was with a young gentleman. He had to be about 20. I was doing a low canvassing job. I'm just roaming. So I got this young guy in the marina. He was a dog groomer. Student slash student. So, man, where you live? He says he lived in. He said, Well, I say, I'm going to take you this way. I went to his destination. I say We're going to go down this route. You've been up this way before? He says, No. I say, This is Crenshaw. I say, But you're good. He said, Yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine. I say, Okay, good. You little white guy. He says, I live in Inglewood. So I laugh. <laughs> really, Inglewood. He says, yeah. I said, okay. What part of Inglewood? He said, the south side of Inglewood. I'm like, okay. What, you live up near Doty? He says, yeah. I live up near Doty. Right in 107. I said, hold up, right there. Never say 107. Say 107. He said, okay. All right. So he said, okay. We're laughing. So he said 107. I'm like, man, you right in it. You're in the middle of it. I know a couple from over there. You're in the middle of it. So he said, well, yeah. He said, two guys just got killed down the street from me the other night. I'm like, what? No shit. He's like, yeah. I said, what'd you do? What do you do? I said, what did you do? And what do you do? Meaning, what do you do around here every day? He said, yeah, I've been there. I've been staying there 20 months or something like that. And I'm like, really? Yeah. OK. So he says, and I'm not going to, you know, work, go to home, this, that, and the other, go to the store. I said, no. I know. I said, nobody fucks with you over there, right? He said, no. Nobody bothers me. I said, you want to know why? He said, why? I say, because the only person that you would be bothered, I mean, worried about bothering you would be a gang banger. But gangbanger's not going to bother you. Gang bangers bother other gangbangers. Unless they're on the mission of whatever they're doing, doing something whatever direction they're headed to another direction but gangbangers don't bother just people i mean unless you get hit by a straight bullet if they're shooting at whoever they're shooting at that's that gang activity that goes on now it can go on anywhere in the city because things have gotten tighter but in this case since we're talking about the, you know the neighborhood inglewood in particular and uh and I used to have a barber shop in on the north end of Hagerwood. So, but I'm like, okay. So he's like, yes. Yeah. So he saw, I say, okay. He said, yeah, you're right now. Nobody. I say, you know what? That's something you can tell people because I say, let's flip it around the other side. Not saying that it happens all the time, but what if a black guy moving to a white neighborhood? Predominantly white, all white, just like the hood, just predominantly black. Got some Mexicans there too, but predominantly black, especially over there. I said, uh, you think he'd have the same dealings or the same uh, type of <laughs> experience you going through over there? Or not with the guns or anything, but not being bothered? He say, nope. I'm like, yeah, something to think about. Huh? He say, yeah, I say, yeah. So you got something you can tell somebody. Because you're experiencing it right now, you're living it right over there on 107. So you say, "Yeah, you're right. That is. I never thought about that. That's something. You're right, absolutely. Not just me being right so much, but it's just a thing, a good thing to see. And that's having the talk because that's a good illustration of the difference. Not to see. There's a the difference right there. It's just knowing." Not like you look, man. It's just—it's all about information. Period. You have to do anything just knowing now you're aware, now that you know, because that's all the knee thing and everything else. From the Black Power hand in the air to the knee to the ground during the game or during the allegiance. That's what it's about. It's never about a disrespect. I don't know black people, period. That's disrespectful on that tip. I just I have a firm opinion. Black people think more Republican. I grew up in the, in the heart of Chicago. I remember it well. Still have sound mind and sight. I remember it extremely well. And it was more, people live more to the right they lived that way in the area I lived. I lived in a neighborhood right home in the lake. That's my area, the west side of Chicago, which is a war zone right now. But that's the area I came from. And that it was, you know, it was predominantly right leaning, although they may have voted to the left or the Democratic, but it was you can just tell you can, to this day. I can feel it from that day. You know, so not saying we have to reform to that for sure, for sure. Not saying we have to re- think or even vote Republican because it's not about a we like a bunch. Yeah, I'm not, I don't move like that anyway with a, with a crowd like that. So I have my own thing. That's what the show's all about, thinking outside the box, being separate with my thinking, governing my own thoughts. Those are some of the things, just some of the things and points and keys and bullets that make up, you know, being made. But I do like speaking on it because, as I said, it's like, you know, we all experience doubt at times. And that's why I do the show here, you know, for my own self-doubt. And what I like to do and attempt to do is reflect it to you, for any listener. You know, my courage. So it's like, for instance, I was speaking with a friend. I had mentioned the Kanye statement. I made the Kanye statement about a few months ago. It's still up on YouTube because I still stand by my opinion, how I feel about it, how I feel about slavery, and how I feel about his statement, and how I feel about the gentleman itself to this day. Strongly, and that's because the back the to being made and get made, and the purpose for the show, and the purpose for the slogan, and the term, and what everything else that embodies it. I mean, it's truly taking on a whole new behavior. Meaning, you can dump all the stuff that don't work. It's okay. Whatever it is, you're not obliged to anybody to hold on to it dump the stuff that don't work and adopt some stuff or take on some stuff that does that's what the whole song I played in front of the uh, I know everyone can't see it as I can but I'm trying to give it the best I can that's the whole meaning for the sun to change the time the times are changing you have to see it as a change and move with it or you'll be in despair you'll be pissed off it'll reflect you that way because you're not moving with it. And that's, in my opinion, oftentimes, because we got to hear stuff. We got to hear shit like Jeff Bezos worth 16 zillion. We got to hear so-and-so got six million. We got to hear this stuff. It's it's part of the culture, the everyday culture now, not entertainment or rap or you know, R&B culture, any of that. Just everyday culture. The numbers are bigger and everybody ain't reaching them. Everybody ain't thinking them. See, not only reaching them. thinking. It was a term we used back in the day in the 80s that made me so much money. I invented this term in the 80s and I can say that. I invented it. And I won't even say it because I invented it. But it was a term that made me so much money and it was so simple by just two words. So the thing is, we don't even think in the, those terms. So let's long talking about get, receiving it. And it's just a thing nothing bad, nothing good, it's just part of it. But in my opinion, that's just another thing to keep. And as a society in a box to keep us in a box. It's just a box, that particular box is a box of the come-up box and the I wish box, even the I pray box. It's all inclusive. It's all in that particular box because it keep you thinking that the prize is over there In our actuality, it ain't. It's over there. See? But you know, due respect to everything that was before me and everybody that was before me doing everything that they were doing. I'm just saying for me, for this time, with all due respect. So that's, you know, I take that on because I had a great father with nine children and a great mother. But I know, and I hear this man was no joke. I feel his thinking as I move and course through my life. And I know I'm advancing my thinking. Maybe not the way he would like me to have done in that order, but. From his thinking to where I'm at now, and this man was no joke, stores, restaurants, nine children from not from south of Mississippi no joke at all veteran U.S. Army just a real man man's man can tell another man well let me tell you something can advise him off the top I remember seeing it strong with it just with a move a look worked on me I use it to this day a look I don't have to touch anybody period a look you can't tell me it don't work because it works every day I work it So, but my thinking not has surpassed, but it has advanced to where I'm at, to where we're at now. And I know it has, I'm confident in that, but I know where it came from. And I had to, you know, those things I had to look at and feel and dwell upon and, you know, hold on to. And that brings me to, you know, what I was talking about one particular day this week on Instagram. The topic of this show is called Up. And that's U-P. That's Up. That's a giraffe's view. And I like to say that because, I mean, you've heard bird's eye view. That's a good view. But see, the bird feet are not planted on the ground. He's in the air, flopping the wings. I'm talking about a giraffe's view. This happened to be the tallest plant, you know, animal on the planet here. And with the giraffe's view, the speed is on the ground. And it's like, I'm not up. I'm not above. I'm down. I'm not down. I'm not low. I'm like constantly on a trek. Finding my way. You know, and it's just it's a good journey because it's OK for me to continue to find my way and enjoy myself while I'm on the journey. Finding my way. So I look at the giraffe's view and I had to liken that when I heard it and saw it because it came to me. I likened it immediately to Dr. King. Because when he said that, you know, you can remember parts of the speech, but that one part in particular about the mountaintop, what do you mean? What did you see? Because what he's saying, he's got to be saying it from a giraffe's view. But yet he's speaking to people down on the ground. It's like a giraffe talking to a bobcat, or not a bobcat even, it's like a giraffe talking to an a, a alligator. Because he's not climbing up a tree. Like, all the way to the top. Okay. So if giraffe's talking to an alligator and he's telling them, man, you should see this, what I'm looking at here. Damn! I mean, this is, boy, it, you know, Starts explaining to the alligator what he's looking at, how blue it is, and the green and the other hues and so forth, and this and that. And then there's a five-colored rainbow going over the top of it. And man, this. And look, the yellow sun, and this and that. And I'm like, the alligator can't get that. He's explaining it to him exactly what he's looking at. He's telling it to him, word for word, verbatim. Painting the picture that he's looking at to the gator. The gator can't get it. He can't get it because he doesn't have that view. He's not afforded that view. So, and I like that immediately it came to me, Dr. King, because he's saying some things that he got to reach for. Yeah, he got to reach for you know, it's like, what are you reaching? What are you reaching to? What are you reaching towards? Or do you even know? Because that falls back to perception again for me, because I these are the things I ask myself. Gators on the ground. Giraffe's view, he's given the story. He's telling it. Can you get it? Can you reach for it? Because it, where it depends on where you're looking from when you hear it, because that's the perception you're going to get from the story. It may be a shit, I don't understand this shit. Or it may be a F that, or it may be a, oh, and still don't know, it's just, you don't get it. And not to say that, you know, everyone listening can't get it. No, I'm speaking of myself. And that's the whole thing of thinking outside the box because if it's being spoken from a giraffe's view, I gotta reach to get that. That's back to that seeking you should find thing. I gotta reach and get it if it's coming from that type of height, from that type of viewpoint. I'm down here. So when you hear things online, I hear, I see things people say. One post in particular said, be around people better than you. And I know what he meant. This is a good thing. Because I know exactly what he meant, but it was just the way it came out. I was like, damn. Okay. But everything's made everything was made to make sense. Even that statement. Because I've been around people that I thought was worse than me. So I gotta go back to the other side of it and say, be around people that's better than you. So then it began to make sense once I had to turn it over and look at it from the side I saw that I can view. I've been around people that was worse than Greg. A whole lot of people. Especially going through them tunnels, you know, them them places, them jails. Just about everybody I ran into was worse than I was. I'm serious. So. I get that, I begin to get that. If I turn and look at it from my view, then I can see better. the better than you that the young man said on Instagram that I looked at at first, hot. my hot thought, as soon as I saw it, my reaction was, oh man, but it ain't so funny. It ain't so funny, I understand perfectly what he said, what he meant and everything else. Because I've been around people worse, my perception, worse than me. So, I mean, I have people walk up to me, gee, you okay? I'm all right. Okay, cool. Keep going. So worse than me. Want to know. If you're not okay, what's what's the problem? What you got? What's, What's going on? Admit that. So it's like a thing. So, I mean, it's like, I know how to just play my position, I don't need to be the tough guy, because I'm not, plenty of them there. So it's just what view, not just in there, I like to bounce in and out, but out here, and out here more so because this is where we're at, this is where I'm at, this is where everything's taking place. Although, you know, as I like to say on the show, in there's part of society. It's a culture. It's part of the culture. There's a lot going on right now. You know, the behavior. I can't speak enough about it. There's a lot of level three and a lot of level four stuff going on in society. You see it every day. In fact, there's a lot of maximum security stuff going on out here. You know, just the other day, back to the, uh, as I was talking about the front of the program, the guy shot two police here. They shot and killed him right on the street. And you're seeing that more and more. Not so much the drive-by or any any of that 80s and mid-90s stuff, but just going at it. Going at it. Ready. I mean, this guy was vicious. He jumped out chopped up like they talk about on the records. You know, same way, 30-round clips. This guy jumped out the car like that. That's just some cold stuff to be, just cold shit to get ready for. And the cops was, you know, I guess they got ready for it and got busy with them. But to show this on TV, this guy jumped out chopping like he was chopping wood. I'm like, what the? Man, it's just a cold thing. And them things go where they go. They go where they go. So try to stay out the way what I can do but it just goes to show again where we're at in society and who knows where we're headed so for me seeing that and being that is that way I just do everything I can to stay centered with myself and that was the purpose for the topic of you know the viewpoint because it's always back to the perception again with me and the up is the giraffe's view. That's a good view. I'd love to have that view. Glean a lot of stuff from that view. Because back to Dr. King, for him to make those statements, because they were statements in the speech. Because he said he'd been to the mind, he's saying some stuff. It was just bold statements here. Hand them to you in your hand. You got to figure out what to do with them. He gave them to you, so it's like I'm listening to it. But where are you looking from while you're saying this, man? It really came to me exactly like that, and that's what made me come up with the up in the giraffe's view. Then which way, G, are you looking from? Or G, do you even know? Okay, G, where's your perception at on this? Well, who are you going to be? Are you going to be the giraffe G, or are you going to be the gator? Where you at? See, it's just a story. But where are you at in the story? I didn't say you're one or the other. I didn't say I was one or the other. But I had to ask myself, which one are you in that story? It's like with the, uh, the story, I got, you know, 300 guys. We're all getting ready to go to war only need 50 though 300 they want to go everybody want to go you only need 50 you're gonna win don't worry All right. Well, which 50 do I take we'll take them on down by the pond and say let's get some drink a little drink of water before we go to the battlefield and when we go down to the water everybody who pushed their face in the water and drink down and just lap 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 like a dog, leave their ass there, right there at the water. So it's roughly 50, 60 of them that cupped the water in their hand and looked. They have to watch your back. So cup the water, you're a warrior, right? So if you're a warrior, you gotta watch your back, so you gotta cup the water and look while you drink. So it's was 50, 60 of them, and those are the ones that go. So I, I strive to be the person who cups the water when he drinks, when I'm out and about, I'm out and about a lot, so I cup the water when I drink. In other words, I stay watchful. And by the grace of God, Greg happens to me watchful, which is good for me. So the thing is, uh, so I, you know, I, I yearn to be that person, but that one, the one of the fifty or sixty that's going to be chosen. To go to the battle. And that's, you know, that's the story. So I had to ask myself, are you one of the ones that's laughing like a, you know, drinking like a lap dog? Or are you one of the ones that's I'm a pretty alert person, cognizant, I like to think. I like to know. And so that helped me in that regard. So again, I had to ask myself, where are you in this? Yeah, everybody wanna be on top. I'm from the giraffe. <laughs> I'm a giraffe. No. I got to ask myself honestly in that story, where are you? Because if you honestly ask yourself and honestly answer, it doesn't matter where you are because you got action. If you're on top, you're good. If you're the alligator, you got action that changes that because now you discovered it. You didn't even know you were the alligator before that. So it doesn't matter which one you are, you're going to win either way. Win win. That's the way I like it. And the thing is, what we have to do is just take whatever we have and take up and take and be strong with it and step on out with it and do it. It doesn't even matter what it is, whatever your passion. Your passion doesn't have to be mine. Mine damn sure is not yours. So whatever your passion is, to this, I'm speaking to that one person that I know always listen. Whatever your passion is. Do your passion. Do you throw remember the positive fuck you? Put you, you know, you aim your fuck you. But aim it properly. It's not a negative fuck. It's not a fuck you. It's not that kind It's like, hey, it's a good fuck it. Fuck it. For anybody that's looking at you negative, because that's usually the the downside of somebody trying to do something, anything. Somebody saying or thinking or looking. I can give you a look and show you, I don't approve of that shit. <laughs> so, so with that you want to the you you, you want to just the F it. You wanna you keep that in that realm. Not F you but just the fuck it is like I'm gonna do it. And sometimes you have to just look the other way. If that's gonna assist you in doing your passion. Because if you don't, then you're doing someone else's. And or even if you're not doing someone, you're doing someone else's bidding. But even if you're not doing someone else's bidding, you're not doing your shit. Doesn't matter if you're not doing someone's passion, someone else's bidding. You're not doing what you like to truly like to do, whatever it is—crochet, I don't know what it is, poems, book. It doesn't matter. Skydive, I don't know. I don't want to go skydiving. Somebody does. More power to you. See, So whatever it is, it's your life, your life, your life. And I learned that. That is truly my life. I had to learn that. That is truly my life. You know, and once you learn it, then I guess it's a lot easier to live it out. You know, because when the, when the last song play, it's you. You know, it's no one laying side by side. It's just you. So it's like you got to push out. You got to push it out your chest, so to speak. You got to get it up out of you. Whatever your passion is. Passion is a thing that needs to be outside of you. It needs to be done. And take the fear with you. But just, you know, put it in a separate case in case you have to sit it to the side somewhere. Just don't let it out and get active. Just take the fear with you. Whatever fears you have, take them with you. I'm not going to say leave them home. Oh, forget them. They're not there. No, they're real. Take them with you. Take the fears, too. When I do this show every week, my fears are with me. For anyone that want to know or didn't know or like to know, my fears are with me. When I'm doing everything I do, when I make music in the studio, I'm 64 years old. I'm in the studio. I'm on here broadcasting. My fears are with me everywhere I go. When I'm driving, my fears are with me. I'm driving a billionaire or an ex bomb My fears are with me. When I'm stepping confidently out there in society, my fears are with me. I'm not saying I'm scared, but my fears are with me. They're with me. I'm leaving at home or tuck them. I like to put them in a trunk, but I can't. I got to bring them with me because it's part of me. So whatever it is, make the fears just part of the courage because it's got to go with you. That has nothing to stop you. It's something to take with you. Just take it until you can start controlling it. i to just put it in the box and just bring it wherever you got to go. Why am I saying that? It's because that's what I do. Does it work? You tell me. Seems to be working for me. As I said, I do this show and my broadcasting with the music and everything else that I do for more than one reason. It's fulfilling several areas. And, you know, old saying if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You can make it a little better and it, but just don't fix it. Just let it, you know, do what you've been doing, do what you're doing, and keep doing it. But if you haven't started, start Because people often ask me, I mean, I've written three books. I was afforded the time to write them. They're pretty solid, I gotta say. You know. So when people often ask, How do you write a book? Well, I can do anything, but one thing I can't do is write a book. I would love to be able to write a book. I said, man, well, I can tell you not that I'm so proficient that I'm some big author or anything like that. But one thing I can't say is the most difficult part. What's that? Starting. You got to start. You got to start. It's the hardest part. That's the most difficult part. That ain't where the media is, I wouldn't say. But it's the hardest part. It's starting because it's a thought. I, it's an idea until you put it down on paper. Until you to start putting it on paper. And i say it's just an idea. And where are some of the... what? Where, the majority of the ideas in the world ever are where? If you ever heard this one before. If you haven't, I'll tell you. The graveyard. So. want to put it out there. want to put it out there, what you're doing, what you're encouraged to do. want to be up about it. Uh, I got my fears, I'm afraid. You want to bring them with you. Pack a separate bag, put them in there on their own, but bring them. You're going to bring them, but just put them in a separate bag. They're not going to go with everything else, all the other stuff. Bring the fears with you and get busy. First of all, go in and try to make all the mistakes you can make. Whatever you're doing doesn't even matter. And I've told the same thing I'm saying to you. i was just told this by an actor. An actor told me the exact same thing. Who would have thunk it? But, you know, it's the way it goes. Like-minded people. So the thing is... uh, just to live a good day. Just to get a good day out of it. Not so much that, you know what, I did what you said. I did what you did. I got a million dollars. Thanks. That black well's a bad boy. No. No. You might only achieve a good day out of it. It's a, just a good thing. I can just go work out when I get ready. I, can, I mean, I haven't worked out in months. You know what I mean? You got to get back in that gym. You got to start pick something up. Gonna just start back working. That's just a good thing to start back on my routine and just go back into it. I don't have to go ask anybody, I don't have to look around. Any just go and just go do that. Go and do that. Because you know I mean with 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 the well-rounded thing, so just go do that, because that goes with this, this goes with that, that goes with this. So go and do that. So you have that, this, and this. It'll all be there. So Ding Went right back to it and felt real, 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 real good. You know, I got to share it with you. Felt real good to be able to do it. And uh, I can't stress it enough about thinking outside the box, about, you know, thinking up, you know, about facing the fears, about bringing them with you, about they're real, but they, you know, they... They're really, not they are, but they're not because of the source, but they are because they're on us like that. Those are some of the things that you know, butterflies flies and stomach and all the other stuff, and the self doubts I spoke about earlier, and stuff like that. It sits in us, so you got to bring it, and it's okay, and you're not the only one, and I'm not the only one by the grace of God. I'm glad of that. And like I say, it's uh. It's a blessing to be on here again. This is our 21st show, 21st week. So I'm going to give myself a round of applause for that. And um, I'm very proud of that. And just I'm happy about it. And, you know, look, just, you know, do more. That's a lot. 21 hours. A lot of shit to talk about, huh? And much more. You know, by the grace of God, to push it on and continue to do this. I want to take the time now just to say that my music on Spotify and Apple. Tale of a Black Whale. I got the EP up with four tracks under G Blackwell, like the mammal B L A C K W H A L E. You know this show and the other twenty shows prior to this one. Yeah, that. They're on, they're all over the place. I mean, they're the podcast. There are 20 podcasts out there. This being the 21st will be up, uh, I'd say, no later than Tuesday. I'd say Monday, but no later than Tuesday. So that'll be the 21st show. That as well as the other 20 shows are on. I I use Apple. I use, you know, the Apple store for this stuff. I just love it. It's clean. It, It notifies me when it's a new show. So I'll be alerted, you know, everything. I love it the way they you know the whole platform, but you can find it in any store. You can go listen to it for free. If you don't subscribe to Apple, you can go to my site. and just go to getmade.global, just to keep it real simple. Getmade.global, take you right there. And you will listen and, you know, encourage yourself, encourage your friend. It's not like I know everything, or I know all, tell all, I can give all, none of that. It's just sharing what I have, and in the front in the front part of the uh, shows are more so about jail and survival of that. Which I like to keep that content in my show because I don't ever want to forget. It's an old say, don't forget where you come from. Well, I'm from Chicago, but I'm also from you know the other place. And I don't ever want to forget that because I always I always want to be able to speak the language with a person. If I need to, I always want to be available because I know I'm always called on. A friend of mine just called me the other day about a situation and he has to go check in with these people. He's a good friend of mine. He's a very smart, very intelligent, business minded, smart guy. And I'm glad he only got what he got. He just got caught up in some bad stuff. And I told him, man, let go man, let go everything. I'm telling you, and I'm a G Man, I'm telling I'm a G. I don't mind telling you I'm a G. I'm telling you, let go mean let go. Unless you're not done. You know, because there was once upon a time I remember I remember when I wasn't done. I remember. I can remember when I wasn't done. So, you know, I'm not trying to speak to anyone that's not, you know, with it. But this is a good guy, a like, smart guy. He just got caught up. That happened. I know plenty of them in the feds. That's where he's headed. And that's when most of the guys get caught up just for making a phone call. Saying the wrong shit on the phone. While on the phone call. And a whole lot of other stuff that you just like, what? Yeah, that. So, you know, So shout out to him. And just uh, and stay strong with that. But yeah, just get all you can get out of this show. If you have any younger loved ones, encourage them not uh, to give a listen to the podcast, because I'm saying something I don't want to spook anybody, scare anybody, or any stuff like a uh, scared straight or any stuff, crap like that. Or just try to sway anybody from telling them to be a sucker or a square and then like don't do what's friends. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying try to find yourself. I'm not trying to tell you how to be. Just try to find yourself. You may need to go through that stuff getting tricked I don't know but just try to find yourself that goes for adults children oh yeah and of course the weekly message you got to make sure you continue to pass on if anyone's listening And that is don't trip it's just a kick in the ass this is G Blackwell I want to thank any and all for listening to me this hour much love to you take care of yourself out there and those around you peace